Welcome to Fake Gamer Girls. This is a podcast within a podcast within a podcast. I'm just kidding. That's stolen from my brother, my brother, and me. Uh, my name is Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Sam. I'm Josie. Sorry, that I got a little carried away. I listen to the show My Brother, My Brother, and Me a lot. And Justin has a bit where he says, this is a podcast within a podcast. And I was overcome by the spirit <laughs> of Munch Squad. So... The need to say that. Yeah, it was really weird. Um, please don't sue me, McElroy's. I have no money. And I gave <laughs> some of it to you already to go see your show literally this year with Samantha. And <laughs> I have a shirt that says, What's up, you cool baby? And I wear it all the time. And guess what? Samantha gave it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is our episode about my brother, my brother, and me. (laughs) This is my McElroy family fan podcast. Um, (laughs) and I could go on and on, but I will not. But I could just know I could. The threat lingers at every moment. I'm worried, but yeah, what how's everybody doing? I missed you last week. I hope everybody was like. I hope people didn't listen and think like, wow, this is a good episode. I wonder what's different <laughs> about this one. I hope everybody was like, this is an okay episode. No offense they, to you guys. They were like, wow, they don't know about any of the games they're talking about. I did I did edit it and listen back through it. And you did say several times. I feel like Aaron would know about this. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys cracked true. me up because right at the beginning you were talking about Spongebob games and, and how they're, you know, making another Spongebob one. And you were like, didn't the voice of Spongebob die? And I I could have sat there right then and there and told you who died. It's not Tom Kenny who is the voice of Spongebob. Oh, no. But you guys did, like, Google it, I think. And uh, yeah, out, we figured it out. We got there eventually. Who yeah. died? The creator? the creator. creator. I think his, his name is Stephen Hillenburg. And, yes, and I, he right. passed a couple of years ago. That's which right. is also sad. But Tom Kenny is still alive and well and working. So. Yeah. Not dead. Um... <laughs> But yeah, so hopefully the episode was good, but not great. <laughs> it was mid. Yeah. Anything new with you guys to report on the podcast about? Um, I already said this last time, but new Fortnite season is out. Yes. What's the theme? Uh, it's like wasn't it vibes? Themes. Wasn't vibes last time? Yeah, I don't know what it's called, but it's like there's an, a new like chrome gloop area and you can like basically become a splatoon man where you like swim through the ground oh wow uh and splatoon 3 is out josie are you playing it no i haven't gotten it i'm poor i know you're a splatoon stan so yeah i'm gonna probably gonna get it as soon as i can did you yeah it's it's out and it's getting pretty good reviews yeah overall decent reviews best part of splatoon is the idols yeah i agree in the fashion the singer girls and yeah i don't even care about the actual gameplay of splatoon is my literally i just play it for my girls i love it um but yeah this this episode we're gonna be talking about a newish game uh, newish. I literally say that like it didn't come out literally eight days ago. It's a new. Yeah, game. I was about to say it's new. It's not newish. It's new. Um, that I know Sam and I have both been playing. Josie, have you tried this one yet? Nope. Nope. It's not really your thing. But we're we've been I've playing heard good things though. Yeah, we've been playing Potion Permit. 
Unenthusiastic cheering. Yeah. Gentle celebration noises. Thank you um, for the closed captions. Yeah, because, you know, people who are hard of hearing famously listen to podcasts a lot. Um, True. And, and verbal closed captions famously help <laughs> help those hard of hearing as well. Very true, very um, true. But yeah, so potion permit. I am going to take the lead on uh, today's episode. But Samson's even playing it. Why don't you give us like a one sentence summary? Stardew Valley, if you were a potion maker instead of a farmer. Pretty much. That's pretty much how I would describe yeah. it in one sentence as well. Uh, we're kind of a, we're kind of in like a, a world right now, in in game development and game marketing that I'm starting to get pretty frustrated with how everything is compared to Stardew Valley. Um, like I get why people do it, and I agree. And Stardew Valley is, without a doubt, one of the most you know, successful life simulation games of all time, if not the most successful. Um, But it's like, I will be on TikTok and every third TikTok I watch is like, try my new game. It's like Stardew Valley if you were a doctor. It's like Stardew Valley if you were a witch. It's, you know, and it's like, I, I get it. That's probably helpful marketing. And I do see why people would say it about this game and other games, but like, man, it's, kind of starting to be irritating to me again i'm not saying anyone who does this marketing is irritating me i'm saying the concept of it is irritating yeah. me. you know it's sort of like how every book about magic for a really long time had to be like it's like if harry potter was gay you know or it's like if harry potter Very was black true. Yeah. you know so it's just like it's it's really cool for concerned ape and the stardew valley you know and, and again, I literally, it's my favorite game of all time. I'm not saying anything about Stardew Valley here, but it does suck that like a lot of creators have to use that buzzword, regardless of whether or not they even like Stardew Valley, regardless of it's true. But uh, yeah, the reviews are in for Potion Permit and m- many major sources are also saying it's like Stardew Valley, but blank. So I'm not saying you said anything wrong, Samantha. Um but yeah, let's let's get into it. So, Potion Permit came out September 22nd, which was 8 days ago at the time of recording. Uh it is now on sale for 19.99. Uh it's on Steam and other PC sites, I'm sure, and it's on console and then uh Nintendo Switch as well. So, if you're a Switch player, um it's your lucky day. This That's game what is I've been playing it on. Have you? This game is really small, like file, like size. You know, it's not it's not gonna take a lot out of it. It doesn't take a very particularly strong machine to run it, which is why it's successful on the Switch, because the Switch is not powerful at all. Um but again, I think that this game is literally less than a gigabyte of, of storage, so in general, it's easy to run. I played this on my new Steam Deck. And I had a really great experience with that. So yeah, if you've got Steam Deck, I would recommend it. Switch, uh, I'm sure it's pretty good working really fine because it's tiny. So have you had any like major glitches? Do you wish you were playing it on PC? Um, it has been pretty glitchy. I'm not going to lie. Well, so I'll talk about some of the glitches that I encountered on like a significantly more powerful machine. 
and once and later when we talk about it and you can tell me if it's been better or worse than that okay um and we can you know pass judgment so yeah let's get into it so to kick off i'm just gonna read some some stuff from the steam uh steam official page so this is actually written by by the team behind it so the team behind this game is mass hive media uh published by p cube and it says the town of moonberry has always been wary of the advances of the outside world preferring to rely on their traditional methods of healing until one day when the mayor's daughter falls ill and the local witch doctor can do nothing to help her they are forced to look outside of their small community for help the medical association decides to send their most accomplished chemist, you, to help cure the mayor's daughter and convince the residents of Moonberry of all the wonders and of modern alchemy. Gain their trust and tend to each person when they fall ill in this open-ended sim RPG. Um, so yeah, that's like a really succinct description of the first, you know, 10-15 minutes of the game. Um, but yeah, you essentially, you know, it's sort of a, a simple premise is... You are an outsider who moves into this small rural community. Uh, it's called Moonberry, Moonberry or Moonbury. I never know. So I'm just kind of stuck in between. Like I can't make a decision on how I want to say it. So I've been saying Moonbury. Moonbury. Yeah. Uh, it's a U. So it seems like it's Bury. Yeah. But it's like that kind of can be Berry as well. And with cities, it literally it could be pronounced like smith you know so city names are difficult anyway it's fictional so it doesn't matter moonbury has 30 unique inhabitants um and this yeah so you just move in it's this tiny tiny little town uh it's uh sort of it's like a is it on the ocean yes it's on the ocean it's a coastal it's an island Oh, that's right. Thank you. I was trying to remember. Moonbury is an island. You take a train to get there, not a boat, but it is an island, I guess, which I suppose can happen. It's kind of how New York is set up. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, and you arrive and the mayor, whose name is Meyer, <laughs> Mayor Meyer <laughs> is there to greet you and says, oh, thank goodness you're here. My daughter Rue is super sick and we've got this local witch doctor named Mateo and he's you know, normally for years now, we haven't had any chemists, a.k.a. doctors, um, because of some mysterious past events that have led the entire town to be very distrustful of chemists. Um, and but unfortunately, this witch doctor with some sort of, you know, tradition, not traditional, but like, yeah, I guess natural sort of herbal medicine uh, has been able to take care of everybody for a long time but whatever the mayor's daughter has now um is just simply too much and uh yeah you have some introductions here to a few characters but we'll you know you meet mateo and he's he's this witch doctor and he's kind of pissed he's like we don't trust chemists for a reason this is a con artist um, and I'd my, be mad if someone was coming in to take my job. Yeah, but also if you're literally the only healthcare professional and you can't heal someone, kind of gonna yeah, be expected. Like if you're the only truck driver and then your truck breaks, you gotta get a new truck driver, kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, Mateo's not happy about it, and most of the townspeople are not happy about it and are very unwelcoming. They don't trust you. They don't trust your, 
your profession, but you do have a dog. Um, my dog was named Matt because <laughs> that's my husband's name. And I think that's super funny. That is hilarious. Because <laughs> he's like a little dog. You, did you post that on TikTok or something? I did. I did make a TikTok. I was like, about I knew this and I don't remember how. Yeah, I made a TikTok about the dog. So, <laughs> yeah, dog's as you. name was Boyan. That's your cat's name in real life for anyone yeah. who's wondering. True, true. <laughs> but yeah, Mayor Meyer is pretty welcoming. Uh, and you. And his wife. And his wife, Marielle. Um, and you get all set up and moved in, and they basically have this old empty house that's shaped like a big potion bottle and it's literally called potion house <laughs> and uh you also have a clinic that's pretty run down that's just basically yeah, it's disgusting it's nasty looking. it's pretty bare bones um but people there are beds for people to come sleep in it's when like they're sick beds with grime on them that well, people are sleeping. i don't think it's grime i think they're like torn like the mattress has like holes in it Okay, I think is what way. it's supposed to be. But that's very looking. different. It's not like freaking unsanitary. They're not going to catch like a disease. It looks from... like grime to me. Okay. <laughs> well, no one gets sick from your clinic. They actually get healthy in your clinic. So that's good. Um, but yeah, and that's kind of the setup. And you take care of Rue, who has some kind of like liver thing going on. And yeah, you fix it. And, and and again, this is all like, you know, pretty early, pretty quick. So you, yeah. And in this, you're introduced to a few different mechanics um, that are mini games that I will get to. Um, but beyond that, yeah. So you're just, your, your job now is to be the town chemist um, to learn more, more potion and medicine recipes to upgrade your clinic and uh, the main kind of ongoing story is that there are some sort of wild lands, you know, outside of the, like, there's some natural wildlife and there's like a meadow and iceberg and the desert that you can go to on the island. And in each of the areas, there are two extinct, uh, like, plants, basically. And through the, the sort of main storyline, you figure out, you do some research, you meet a lot of people, you figure out, you know, you understand, you kind of understand why the people of this town or the people of this island actually hate chemists. And it's for like a pretty good reason. Um, and you, yeah, you basically are working to restore some natural wildlife with chemistry while also healing inhabitants that fall sick. Um, throughout the town, it's pretty random who can be sick on a given day. Like I, some days there are special events where four or five people will all get sick at the same time. But in general, like, I think that only happened to me like three times. Um, in general, there's about one sick person every other day. And if you heal, you basically have a four day timer to create, to diagnose them correctly and create the right potion to heal them and then once they're healed they just go back to normal the next day um it is a similar mechanic to stardew valley of it only saves your progress when you sleep so you have to just go to bed to save which is fine whatever i feel indifferent about that um yeah so that's pretty general uh the other main thing that i was you know that that I know i look forward to and that i think sam really looks forward to in these games in any life sim you know, especially this sort of escapist, cozy life sim is romance options. Um, 
This game has very few. I will say. I was about to say, doesn't it only have like five? It's there's six. There's three men and three women. Um, I was honestly very surprised. That's not necessarily that small of a number, um, especially when you consider older games that sort of started the genre. You know, like the original Harvest Moon that Sam and I loved. There were only three options per game. You know, like. If you played the game where you were a boy, you could marry three. There were three girls you could marry, and that was it. And if you played the game where you were a girl, there were three boys you could marry. Um, And uh, your character is pretty genderless in this game. Like, you choose, like, a body type, like, a more feminine or more masculine body type at the beginning. But in general, they just call you they. Except for that I got a bunch of glitches where they just called me him a bunch of times, which sucked. Oh, Um, Yeah, which I think is just poor. Something tells me they probably had, they wrote the script out for the scene with him. And then someone said, oh, we need to make sure we change that to them. And then nobody ever changed it. Yeah. So that was annoying. Um, But yeah, so romance options. And then the other thing is that there are 30 people in the town and there are six romanceable characters. But when I, you know, when you're walking around and introducing yourself to people for the first time, I... I was kind of playing a guessing game like, oh, I bet I can date this person. I bet I can date this person. And I, there were at least five additional villagers that I was shocked could not be romanced. Yeah, same. Um, Like they seem- Like are they like young people? They're like attractive young adults that like live in the town and are single. And so it's like- That's weird. Yeah, it's like Maybe they'll like, I don't know, maybe they're gonna like add options or something. Yeah, that's my question. It could just be like they wanted to get it out and they just have like the base characters for now. Right. But so, yeah, to cover All I know these, is there's a hot pirate lady. Yeah, you to cover so. Her. Yeah, you can. Yeah, so. I know. I know that. That's why I said it. She's the most <laughs> annoying one, though. Oh, really? She just. Does, everything she says is like pirate talk. And so she's constantly saying, like, are ye interested in fishing? That's so, hilarious. Like, what do you fun. mean? She's annoying as crap. That's um, so funny. <laughs> but let's get into who you can romance. So we'll go with the girls first. Um, you can romance. So we'll start with the pirate lady. Her name is Leono. Leono. It's like Leona, but with the A and the O switched, which I thought was weird. So it's Leono. Um, she is a pirate. Like I said, she is hot. And she is the shopkeeper at the Prime Rose sale, which I always thought was so weird. There's this big boat that sells fishing supplies, and it's not called the Primrose Sale. It's called Prime the Primrose Rose Sale. I don't know if that's like a regional spelling, maybe. Yeah. Like maybe that's how you spell it in England. I don't know. It was very strange. That is weird. But she works at the Primrose Sale and owns it, or Primrose Sale. Uh, she works with her coworker slash fellow buccaneer guy Otmar. She's, he call she calls him her assistant. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say I know they work together. He does different jobs around the around the beach and stuff and he works at the cafe but she uh she's the resident fishing expert she sells you bait she's the one who teaches you how to fish um and and also you know shows you how to upgrade your fishing rod and stuff like that um and lives yeah and and her shop is literally like a giant stationary pirate ship just off the dock at the beach um and as far as i know i think her uh her romance route is pretty easy. Um, 
but I didn't try it. So who knows? Um, the next romanceable lady is Martha. Martha is. I love Martha. I like Martha too. She's very pretty. She's got this long blonde hair and like this kind of bar milkmaid outfit on. She is a waitress at the local tavern owned by Yorn. Um, but she, and she's lived in the town for a really long time. And she is one of the very first people in the town who is genuinely nice to you. Um, and she, you know, she's just a little waitress. She's very cute. She's kind of shy and overly nice sometimes, you know, she's very girl next door, very cute. Um, and yeah, just in general, adorable. And then the final person, the final girl you can romance literally made me feel so confused Same. because there are several <laughs> adults. Like there are so many, like there, for there's a character named Runeheart. Who is like the sexy blacksmith who lives in town with her mom and she's best friends with one of the romanceable guys. And she's like this single hot young adult who you work with all the time. Sounds like she'd be romanceable, right? She's not. You know who is? The mayor's daughter. Who who I thought to see. I thought she was supposed to be like 11 years old. Um, She looks like a little girl. Her name is Rue. She's very cute. Um, and the whole thing with her is like she's like being tutored by one of the romanceable characters. Yes, she's literally. So it seems she, like she's significantly it seems younger like she's than in him. high school. So I was like, "What on earth is happening?" And you it's never get any answers. So what don't the freak? ask. But she's yeah, and she's sort of like this. Like, she's constantly talking about, like, well, Papa won't let me do that. Ha ha. I can't do that. Papa would hate that. You know, or, or, and, and like, the tutor. to be a young adult. Yeah. And the tutor is constantly like, Rue, did you do your reading? And she's always like, nope. Hee hee. Like, she's like a weird, rebellious teenager. And for some reason, you can romance her. Uh, I thought that was really strange, considering some of the other people in the town that you cannot romance, especially so. Yeah, it was a weird choice on the creator's part. Yeah, because she really does seem like a child. Um, so obviously I did not go anywhere near that because what in the flying That's F. really weird. Yeah. Yeah, and then so for One the- thing I oh, like, sorry, maybe you'll talk about this later, but one thing I like about like the friendship mechanic on this game compared to other life sims is like when you get to a certain level with someone like it's kind of annoying in some ways, but it will lock your friendship level until you do a cutscene. But there are posters all over town that tell you how to activate that cutscene. Yeah, so, so I love that because I feel like in a lot of other games, I'm like googling like cutscenes so I don't miss any. And like this way, mm-hmm. it's like I'm not missing any cutscenes as far as my friendship level goes because they're telling me, "Hey, we need you to go to the beach at this time and right. we'll go meet so and so here between yeah. two and five. And yeah, I will get to that a little bit more. Um, but no, that's a that's a good point and it's really helpful. Um so we'll go we'll cover the guys first and then I'll talk about some of the quality of life stuff that's really great about this game. Um so uh yeah we'll start with um Zhao who I did romance. Uh he's incredibly cute. He is the basically like administrative assistant to the town hall and to the mayor. So he's one of the first characters you meet. He sort of, you know, shows you where to be and where your house is. And it's very calm and thoughtful. And he is the tutor of the mayor's daughter. So this guy like 
works for the mayor full time. He's pretty much always at, um, oh, he's Moonberry's treasurer officially, I guess. Um, and you can literally find him at town hall anytime town hall is open. Um, but I just thought he was really handsome and he's very, you know, straightforward, pragmatic and, and fun to talk to. And, uh, yeah. So I one really like Joe. One thing I wish they had in this is like, I don't, not to compare it to Stardew Valley, but you know, when you, they have like their little pixels and then you click it and there's like character art with There's it. no portraits in this game. Like, yeah. yeah. There's no portraits in this one, which is like the pixels are a little bit more, they're, they're not pixels really. They're like, I mean, it's like a 32 bit style. So it is very pixely still. It's yeah, very like, they're old not, Pokemon it's not the game. S- yeah, it's not quite the same as Stardew Valley where you look super pixely. I feel yeah, like. the art is much more detailed. So it's like you can still see what they look like, but I wish that they had portraits as well. Yeah, which is pretty common. And it is a little strange that there are no character portraits in this game. Um, yeah, that's kind of weird. But it's not it's not game breaking at all. It doesn't ruin anything. No, it's it's just like, it does make me it. sad. Yeah, like it would have been maybe fun <laughs> to have. But again, it's not a crime um yeah and then the next character is one that i also mentioned his name is rayner rayner is the local carpenter and he is best friends with runehart who is the sexy blacksmith lady um rayner's very enthusiastic about his work he's like always he's the one that i'm romancing right yeah now. he's super cute too he's I, was like about to say, I think i have a friend who is going for him or the tavern girl yeah, he's this super buff blonde guy and he's really cute and he's you know uh, he's very machismo sometimes where some of his early cutscenes are like, my shoulder hurts, but I don't, I'm a man, so I don't need help. And he kind of, you know, softens up and he's very, he's very sweet and he's, uh, really, you know, instrumental in the game because he is the carpenter and he upgrades your house and your clinic and stuff like that. So Rainer is, is that, and then the third, and again, I'll kind of a weird wild card is Mateo who is the witch doctor the witch doctor that hates you and I thought he was like 60. Yeah, so, yeah I just looked up a picture of him. He is Ugo. He is Ugo and he's got kind of this like salt and pepper thing going on and like a full beard, which you again like- is is not a crime and it's somebody's type. It's not my type, but it's somebody's but like, it's like you know in the my sims games the villain in my sims yeah what's his he name looks, i don't remember like it's like victus or something like that yeah I same energy yeah he's he got very like villainy, villainy vibes but it's just That's really so weird funny. like if you see him next to rue who's like the little girl that you can date it's like that could be her weird father, that you can date you both can, of them you could date both of them so yeah. the whole thing is really strange um so yeah really for both both romance genders so basically there's genders, four romance yeah characters. there's four. I, I know some people do like mateo a lot mateo is perfectly acceptable if you like him it's sort of enemies to lovers and yeah. he's clearly an adult so whatever so i would say there's five if you date rue i'm a little bit concerned unless you're like maybe a high schooler in real life then do whatever you want <laughs> but yeah, so those are the romanceable characters. I will say, I don't know how... So, Sam, in your uh, game, you're romancing Rainer. How how far along are you? I am Like, are working... you just good friends at this point? 
Well, it's because there's four levels and I'm working on the cutscene to get to the third level right now. Okay. So, so I'm not yeah. that far. This was this was very uh deeply, deeply disappointing for me. And I want you to not to be prepared. There is no marriage in this game. There is no way to get them to move in with you, to be your boyfriend, anything like that. So essentially what happens is, yeah, like you said, there are basically four levels. So there are three levels of friendship. It's like neutral acquaintances and then like friends basically are the levels. And then for romanceable characters, if you give them a special gift, you can start going on dates basically. Um, there is nothing beyond going on dates. So with Zhao, I, you know, I did everything. I gave him all these presents all the time. I, you know, talked to him every single day and uh, got him to maximum friendship. And then I gave him the special gift. And we had this whole cutscene where we like decided to like go out and, you know, and not just be friends. And then literally all you unlock from that is that you can do date cutscenes now with the person um and they're incredibly glitchy as far as i can tell the date cutscenes are maybe the glitchiest part of the entire game and there's only two and you can just do them over and over so for xiao there's like one where you go to the arcade and you sit and play at the arcade and you don't even talk in these cutscenes and then there's one where you go sit on the cliff hmm. and that's it and i'm googling like ferociously like marriage you know romance path and and the developers confirmed pretty early on in development that there was never any plan to have marriage in the game so that's like the best part of the game i know i just didn't really understand why you would do that the romance is so unsatisfying and boring and so now i never even talk to xiao because he has literally two lines that he says to me and that's it and then if i really want to hang out i can take him to the arcade where we sit in silence like this is super fun i'm so glad i spent all my time you know i that actually was pretty dang irritating to me um which i know is silly but like it was annoying it's such a good game and to have such a massive like empty like gaping hole in the gameplay is so weird to me it's almost like they meant to include it but didn't finish it oh my gosh I'm getting so many texts and snapchats all of a sudden my phone is vibrating like crazy I'm very popular just wanted everybody to know they're all from one singular person but that's okay um but yeah like I was like are you kidding me like that's it that's literally it is I can go on dates quote-unquote that don't do anything and aren't fun like awesome this is such a it's just seemed like a really strange oversight um and I was really disappointed by that so yeah maybe it's something that the developers will get to maybe they will add more romanceable characters um you know or or allow for more of the characters to be romanced I guess is really what Mm -hmm. I mean by that um I can only hope but you know, in general, it's really strange uh, for it to literally lead up to nothing. So that's that with the romance. Um, I covered all of the 
story, general story stuff about going to the desert, the glacier, and the meadow. Um, and then beyond that, uh, one of the really big mechanics. So we'll let's pivot to something I did really like about this game is there is like an abundance of mini games, um, which is really fun because you know with with something like Stardew Valley, you know, which is what we're just going to compare it to. Uh, Stardew Valley, there are no really, there really are no mini games. There are weird little arcade games you can play at the bar, but you know, in general, you're just walking around in the world and you're doing various, you know, you're switching your tool that's equipped and you're clicking. Um, and, and that's true of this game, you know, where you switch what tool you have in the wilderness and you switch, you know, you talk to people with the interact button and, you know, stuff like that. But, um, there also there's also this really big mechanic of mini games. So there are a few different ones. The first one is the diagnosis mini games. So when someone comes into your clinic, um, most of the time they will not know what's wrong with them. They'll just say, you know, my eye hurts, my left eye hurts, my right leg hurts. There's something wrong with my stomach, something like that. Mm-hmm. And you know, first step of your job is to diagnose them. And so what you'll do is you'll find basically the area that's sick, you'll click it, and then you are given a diagnosis minigame. So uh, the first one that you get is the worst one for sure. Um, and it is like a rhythm game. So uh, I played yeah, on the Yeah, and this deck. has been the glitchiest part for me. Oh, okay, interesting. This game. So this hasn't caused me that many problems. But um, this rhythm minigame is just basically sort of you know you're given prompts on like a moving little conveyor belt that are like up down left right you press up down left right when the arrow is in the box uh the weirdest weirdest thing about this is that there is no music (laughs) at all there is no sound of any kind playing while this happens so it is a rhythmless rhythm game it's really weird i was like did they forget? Like, even just, like, a metronome would have made sense. So it's fully visual. And as far as I can tell, they don't come in any discernible rhythm Yeah. at all. Because, you know, uh, like, we're all pretty musical. Like, like, I know the three of us all have at least some musical training. Like, I have a pretty good sense of rhythm. Like, I could keep rhythm in my head. And this was not yeah. any kind of discernible rhythm. Yeah, so, it was almost hard for me because I would try to do it in a rhythm. Yeah, and, and then it's it would not. Like, be like, you missed. Missed. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, like, uh, okay. Oh. This is this is not Dance Dance Revolution. Um, <laughs> That's really so, weird. So it's pretty strange. It's not hard at all, but it is weird. Um, the second one that you get is just a very basic sort of, you know, Simon says with up, down, left, right. And it'll be like left, right, left. You press left, right, left. And you do it like three times whatever, nothing special. Um, then later in the game you get, oh my gosh, I can only think of one more. I swear there's two more. Can you only think of one more, Sam, or have you not gotten that far? I haven't gotten that far. So you get at least one more. That's basically like a little asteroids game where you are like a little glowy dot. And there are these germs flying at you down again, like a moving conveyor belt. And you move your little glowy dot up and down using the arrow keys to not hit them. I swear there's one more, but now I'm blanking on it. That one's the most fun by far. Um, And you don't get it till way later in the game. And even after you unlock it, you pretty much never get to play it. 
uh, it seems like there aren't actually. So it seems like maybe the diagnosis minigames correspond with the illness that you're diagnosing, but it's pretty unclear. Um, so I'm not really sure, to be honest. Um, and in general, you get the two starting ones, like, exclusively. Let me look this up and double check if there's another one. Diagnosis minigames. Potion permit, rhythm, memory, and dodge. Okay, no, so there's only three. So yeah, rhythm, memory, and then dodging. Um, and they're fine. It's pretty fun. It's, again, I think minigames like that in general are good in this kind of game to kind of break up monotony. Um, however, the minigames are a little bit monotonous in themselves and just kind of weird. So, uh, yeah, so there's things I like about it and things I don't like. The second main kind of minigame mechanic is the actual potion crafting. So after you have diagnosed uh, your patient, you now go to your cauldron and you create a potion uh, to heal them. And with this, it's sort of, it's basically like a, like, uh, I don't know how to describe it. It's sort of like Tetris, but not moving where you get. So each ingredient corresponds to a shape. Like it'll be like a T shape or like, you know, a line or like a dot and each potion has its own unique shape outline that you have to basically fit the, you fit the ingredient shapes into. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I was going to say, Josie, I need to know if this is, so it's, yeah, it's basically like you're just given this big shape. That's like a big, you know, you just have to fit blocks into a shape, fit blocks so, into the shape. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Okay. And yeah, and that's actually pretty fun. I liked that. That was maybe my favorite part of the game because it's pretty rewarding when you get stuck on one and then, you know, you try again later and you get it. So I thought this was really fun. And there are tons of potions and tons of ingredient variants. So there's not like one correct answer, which is fun. Um, yeah, and then the final kind of mini game is, uh, oh, so sorry, not the final. There are a few other mini games. You can do part-time work. Um, at three of the places in town. So you can basically pick up, yeah, part-time jobs to help some of the people in town who are busier. So the first one is you can work part-time at the police station uh, with Osman, who is the chief of police. And this mini game is weirdly hard. It's like sorting, <laughs> it's sorting bottles of ink. And it's one of those ones where it just pops up and you have like a split second to decide to put it like left or right. And it's just messes with your brain so bad. So it's fun though. And these typically take less than 15 seconds yeah. um, and they're pretty fun. And then the other mini game part-time work you can do is in the church. You can help sister. So Celia, who is the nun, you can help her grind up grapes for wine. Um, and this is just literally, you just mash a button until the grapes are all done. Nice. And then the third is you can work in the post office with Dev, the postman. And this one is uh, you're basically trying to complete uh, patterns within a certain amount of time. So it, it's sort of similar to the rhythm where it, like a pattern will pop up on the screen and it'll say like up, down, left, down, up. And you have like 20 seconds to do seven patterns, basically. So again, really simple, pretty fun. And it helps your character earn money. Um, early in the game when you don't really have any. So 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of a fun little mechanic. And then the other mini game, quote unquote, is fishing. Um, the fishing in this game is really straightforward. You cast your thing, a fish bites it. You pull when the line starts to turn red, you release, and then, you know, you just time it appropriately. It's pretty easy because mm-hmm. the fish give you, like, basically, they basically tell you when they're tired. Like, there's a little thing that pops up above their head that's like a tired emoji. And you're like, okay, now pull because the yeah. fish is tired. So, yeah, it's it's all pretty direct and and it's fun. Um, but, yeah, so the mini games are nice to kind of break up monotony, but not necessarily game changing and some of them are a little bit weird and that is most of my notes about the actual game there are several things in this game though that are really really nice uh sort of quality of life features for players um i did make a tiktok about this on our on our tiktok it's fake gamer girls pod talking about the dog um the dog is one of the best ones well so the dog friendship is really weird you can only level the dog friendship up once as far as i can tell um and that's it but he learns how to dig after that but if you talk to your dog you can ask him to basically lead you to any npc in the town and he will run directly to them which is really nice because sometimes these characters are hard to find and they're moving around a lot and anybody who's played stardew valley understands how irritating it is to have to try and google someone's weekly schedule uh to find out where they're going to be at a given time yeah, the dog um, is really, really glitchy for me. Yeah, the dog has uh, is pretty glitchy in general and uh, poorly explained as far as I can tell because on that TikTok, like half the comments were like, how do I talk to the dog? Um, which I felt like I figured it out. You just whistle. So on mine, it was, you know, right trigger whistled to the dog. You have to feed the dog every day and you can pet it. But besides that, uh, you can also do the NPC thing. And then the other quality every day. Well, he gets all slow. I haven't noticed that. Really? On mine, the dog starts walking really slow and sad until you feed him. Dang. Like Mm -hmm. he literally looks like he's dying. I haven't noticed that. (laughs) Maybe you're just not paying attention. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. My dog I feed my dog most days though. Um, and he will not uh dig either until he feed until you feed him once you've unlocked the digging mechanic um and then uh what sam kind of mentioned is with the yeah so when you have a cutscene that's available either a friendship or a romance cutscene, there are little bulletin boards around the town that you can access that will say liana wants to talk to you go to the beach between 12 and 5 and when you do that it does the cutscene. so that's really nice and again you know sort of it allows you to not miss out on on cutscenes, which I think is great from a developer point of view because it's like you worked hard to write and animate and program these cutscenes. So why wouldn't you want like why would you want it to be a secret? And then um, also with the friendship mechanic, there is no uh, so the gift giving is all just there's only one kind of gift that you can give to everyone, and it they all like it equally. Uh, They're called moon cloves and it's sort of, you know, it's explained in game as like, this is a a custom of the, of the town. And in this custom, you know, we give moon cloves as a gift and you get moon cloves every time you heal someone uh, in your clinic and you can give someone a bag of moon cloves once per day. So you don't have to worry about, you know, uh, buying expensive gifts for people. You don't have to worry about identifying what they like and what they don't like. Um, so that's kind of nice. It does take out maybe a little bit of 
fun if you like that kind of thing. But in general, it's pretty good. It's not anything mm-hmm. too, like it doesn't, it doesn't change much about the game except for make it a little easier. And then with romancing, uh, you just exchange five bags of moon cloves for like a special necklace and, or it's a brooch, I think, and you give it to the person. Uh, so again, it's not like a super hard to obtain item to tell someone you like them basically. Um, and yeah, besides that, that is potion permit. My general review of this game is that I thought it was really fun. I've played like 20 hours at least. I think about 20.4. And like it, especially early game, is really, really fun and like pretty addictive, you know, similar to a way that many life sims are where you're starting out because there's always something to do. You could always be chopping wood. You could always be harvesting things. You could always be doing research, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is... N- my problem is that I am now in late game content and there is nothing to do so I have like restored all of the endangered plants I romanced the person I wanted to my clinic is fully upgraded I've unlocked all of the potions and the game is not over and I can just keep going um like there's just not that much content in it I could keep befriending people but you know what else am I supposed to do all day kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's... I find that that has been one of my biggest issues with the game so far is that, like, even... Like, I kind of miss the farming aspect of it in some ways. Yeah. if, like, if... I don't get that many people in my clinic right now. I'm too early in the game. I get one person every other day, basically. Yeah, that's about... That that's, takes, it like, stays at that pace pretty much the entire game. Yeah, and it takes, like, two seconds to diagnose them and treat Mm -hmm. them. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, now I have the full day to do whatever. And it's like, there's enough to do. Like, I can go to the meadow and stuff and and chop wood. But I also feel like right now my tools aren't upgraded enough that, like, I run out of energy pretty quickly. So it's like, when I've treated everyone and I run out of energy then what do I do for the rest of the day? Right. And I guess the answer is you go and talk to people or you go and befriend them or you go and do the part-time work because part-time work does not take any energy or like stamina. Mm-hmm. So and that's kind of what I was doing, which that is more of a flaw inherent to the genre than it is to this game specifically, because I know a lot of people have told me, I tried to play Stardew Valley, but I got so frustrated because I had to go to bed at 2 p.m. every single day for the first year because your energy is low, your tools suck, yeah. you know. So I agree, and I think that can be frustrating, but it's almost something we need to address as more of a genre-wide issue than, than yeah. this game. Because, like, I agree. Why don't you just start me with more energy or slightly better tools, you know? Like, (laughs) I'm not going to clear the whole forest in one day, so just let me do more. Um, But, yeah, and glitching-wise, I had a lot of glitches, but they were mostly um, related to cutscenes. So several, at least two of my cutscenes with Zhao um, that I had worked really hard to get basically just turned into a black screen and froze until I had to, like, skip so there's an option to skip every cutscene by holding down a button and I'm like just literally staring at a black screen and then realized I could still hold down the button and so I just had to skip like two of the cutscenes that I had worked really hard for um 
because it broke. And I had that happen with several characters and a lot of interactions and cutscenes, and so that sucked. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it's hard. I think that this is a good game, and I think if you like the genre, you will like this game. I don't know that I love this game, um, but I think it deserves some, you know, some credit because we're sitting here comparing it to Stardew Valley as Stardew Valley is now. Um, but this is Stardew Valley, like 3.0, basically, like it's gone through some really massive updates. And so we have to remember that this is an indie game and it's the first iteration of this game. And I'm sure they're probably already working on patches for the glitches that we've mentioned and probably, you know, have improvements in mind, assuming that the game does well. And so I think if you like the genre, you will like this game. I think it's a fun game. I think it's well-made and it's good and it's and it really, I, it killed like a whole day for me when I was like in bed, you know, all day. Cause I had a very minor medical procedure and I was really happy to have it. So like, mm-hmm. I would never say I don't recommend this game. I think I do recommend this game, but I also think that this game has a ways to go. Yeah, I agree. My major glitches come, came with some of the mini games and the dog at like the finding the NPC specifically. Sometimes I'll just have this dog with an NPC's face above his head the entire day. Yeah. And then the other thing is, which I'm surprised you didn't mention this with for the quality of life. One nice thing about the game is that they have like a teleport aspect. Oh, yes. There is a fast Which is super nice, which they don't really explain it at all. They don't really have like, (laughs) like, this is magic. They're like, but, well, no, they don't even tell you about it. No, so yeah. Just, like, I didn't know that you could teleport until I accidentally wandered up to a sign and it was like, interact. And I was like, huh. It was like, do you want to teleport home? And I was like, uh, yeah, I guess I do. So you can tell, yeah, you can teleport. And I've had some glitches with the teleportation where like, I'll try to teleport to one place and then it will like teleport me like outside of the city boundaries so oh, I, I just have, have to wait happen. till I exhaust and fall asleep unless you want to oh, lose boy. what you did that day you couldn't just open the map and teleport again no it wouldn't let me oh so I had that happen a few times after cutscenes, um where literally I just got teleported into like a forest like just yeah. like a, it was just a big picture of trees on my screen basically and you can't Bruh. move or do anything but I was able to open the map with so just I like the map button I don't have a map button as far as I can tell I've pushed every button on my switch okay well you the map. how do you teleport then you go up to the little oh you walk thing. up to a sign yeah okay you definitely have a map button well I've pushed every button on my switch Okay, potion permit switch controls. Um, yeah, I mean, I I believe you, but <laughs> what yeah. in the freak? Yeah, can I mean... you? Yeah, that's really strange. I don't know. Nothing is really coming up, so it could be a a glitch, maybe that's unique to you. Or I I will say, uh, switch the switch in general tends to always be the glitchiest possible place to play a video game. It's not very powerful. Uh, it's really hard to get updates to. In general, developers have a very hard time getting updates to consoles because they have to go through a pretty intense, basically, you know, red tape for consoles. It's way easier to get updates and patches on PC. Um, so, you know, this is 
and and again the switch just tends to be pretty much the buggiest possible console so there are a lot of new games that have glitches like this i don't think it's the fault of the developers necessarily i don't think it's game ruining but it is frustrating um so yeah i agree i think it's a good game i've enjoyed it so far i think that the characters are really likable i think that they the script is good um i think the town is cute i think the artwork's cute i think that I think in general they've done a good job with the game. I I do think that there is some work that needs to be done on it, but I hope that they continue to do work on it because I want to play it. And I would, you know, if they added, I'm I'm sad to hear about the romance pathways, but yeah. it's good to know so I don't get disappointed <laughs> along the way. Yeah, yeah. like I was. Um, yeah. But so we're running a little bit long now, so let's go ahead and guess what our new survey has been incredibly successful. We have oh, really? lots of responses. So I'm going to read two of them today. Oh my goodness. Okay. So first one uh, is from our dear friend, Casey Jones. Yeah. Uh, Casey Jones uses Let's he, him go. pronouns. And Casey says he is playing New World, Overwatch, and Fall Guys. Uh, and says, New World is great because I can collect and craft stuff between meetings while I work from home. I agree. I played a bunch of New World. And yeah, I thought it was pretty fun and well, fun's a strong word. I got sick of it pretty fast. But it's a, yeah, it's like an MMORPG. Uh, it's owned by Amazon, which is interesting. Hmm. But it's not bad. If you like MMORPGs, you should play it. We also got one from... Someone's clicking. That's me clicking to click to the next uh, re- response I wanted to read. Oh. Um, this is from Boy Sam Gillis. <gasps> who finally actually did get his oh response submitted <laughs> sam is is samantha's husband and he's been trying to get a response and he keeps telling us i sent in a response i sent in a response and we <laughs> never see it but don't worry it came through and he says he is playing dinosaur game and he says <laughs> and i thought to myself huh, what on earth are you talking about and his description is it's epic it's free just Google dinosaur game and you too can jump over wild obstacles until your space bar breaks. Try to be- try to beat my high score. It's 6,642. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So real. So, so yeah. Um, and then the final one I'll read is from my husband, but he put his username in as Dimongo, which is uh, his, his gamer tag on most things. It's from the show Samurai Jack. Uh, he him pronouns obviously i knew that already he did not need to tell me that uh i do know my own husband's pronouns and this is the worst response ever he said to the question what are you playing right now he said apex and batman arkham city and then to tell us more he said nothing and left it blank so <laughs> really shame matt for being nice, nice. Boo, shame Boo. hey those are some fake gamer boys for the fake gamers Girls True, those podcast. are all three fake gamer boys. We have lots of fake gamer girl responses that we'll continue to read. So if we if we didn't read yours today, don't fret. We're gonna read it soon. But yeah, follow us on Instagram at fake gamer girls pod. Follow us on TikTok at fake gamer girls pod. Uh, fill out the survey. It's linked in our link tree, and I will put it in the description of this episode. If you'd like to join our Discord community for free and just because it's fun, it's also linked in the description of this episode. And that's it. Stay cool, gamers. Stay cool, gamers. Bye.